Hey folks, do you like podcasts? Do you have hobbies? Well, here's the show for you. The Hobby Shop Talk Podcast. Featuring childhood friends and old school noobs, Luke and Matt. Hello everyone, this is Matt, and this is Hobby Shop Talk Podcast, and this is episode 14, and again, I have uh, Luke along uh, with me for the ride. How are you doing today, Luke? Good, getting excited for uh, the Bills Monday night football game tonight. So, oh, yeah? Uh, they've had probably like two Monday night games in the last 20 years, because they've been so crappy over the years that they never got Monday night football airtime, but... And it's against the Patriots, which, you know, it's just crazy with the... Uh... Bilicek, I mean, he, you know, you have a rookie quarterback come in, and now they, I think they're leading the AFC, not just their division, but the whole AFC, and that's just crazy, and I don't even know why you had to start with football, because now you're just going to make my mood go down, because the Vikings lose on a last-second yep. play to the 0-10-1 Detroit Lions, which only the Vikings, I mean... Yeah, that was, uh, I watched that game too, and it was, uh... Actually watched it at our buddy Roy's, who's a huge Vikings fan, and <laughs> oh man, I couldn't. It was yeah, it was. But it was so pretty... the thing that gets me though is I was fine. I I just expect it. So when we're losing, like whatever it was, twenty something, to, we're down by like you know going into halftime, whatever. We're down by like a more than a touchdown. I would have been fine just shutting off the TV, but I said okay, you know they're gonna maybe make a comeback and then win and that's cool but it's so much worse that they make the comeback and then they lose at the last second because i then invested myself in the game and i was so excited then just to hurt me even more so just lose like i could almost see why it'd be better to be a detroit lions fan i don't think anyone's ever said that but like you know what i mean like you know you're gonna lose so when you win that's epic like I don't well, do you remember when we watched we watched the Seattle playoff game at your place when yeah. uh, Blair Walsh yeah. missed it wide right? Yep. Or whatever, like twenty seven yards yep. out, he missed it. But you were like at halftime, like whatever, this game's over. And I was like, no, no, there's a chance we can come back, and we ended up coming back, and yeah. then we missed the field goal and lost. Yeah. No, that's why I missed the most epic touchdown in Minnesota, or maybe you know, pro sports history with uh Diggs's touchdown because i was so mad and i'm so used to losing that the i Minneapolis left miracle right and i went in the other room and everybody started jumping up and down and cheering because we had people at our house and i was like ah oh, screw you guys and then i went out and saw the replay you know and i was excited of course but i'm like wow i just missed something but it's because i'm so used to that but anyways we got it we could talk about our minnesota fumbles and just, just <laughs> our sports Sorrow. Even though we have possibly the best team in hockey, we should mention that since we're talking sports and a seven and zero college basketball team that is a bunch of transfers from small schools, which is pretty sweet because they were picked last and now they're seven and zero. So, yeah, the the Wild just beat uh, Toronto, the Maple Leafs. So that was a huge win. Cause I think Toronto was, I think they're the number one out in the East, right? Yeah, the, yeah. And the the thing is, uh, too, I can't ever watch half the games, but I. Still try and follow because of the stupid uh, Fox Sports North or Bally Sports North, whatever they call it. Their their fight with every station or every TV provider. So that could be a whole nother podcast. But uh, I seen highlights though of Kirill uh, Kaprizov in his he, his little effort that he has to use to score on the shootout. It's like not even fair. He just literally just slowly skates up and just he taps it in like it's not yeah. even a. It's like practice. 
He also had a really nice, uh, there was a cross-ice pass to him against the Devils the other night, and he just, like, powered his way around the defender, made, like, this little little stop deke, and then just went around him, and the defenseman was just like, oh, shit, what do you do? <laughs> you know, if this would be our first podcast that, like, if somebody listened to and they see Hobby Shop Talk podcast, <laughs> it was, like, five minutes of us talking about Minnesota sports, even though it's probably just AJ and Tyler. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they're probably, you know, they get it. But, uh... We gotta move yeah, on. Yeah, we better to, nerd out now. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. Anyways, we gotta talk about magic because the the first thing we can just talk about is a a game we didn't even finish, but the one we actually played together. Uh, so we played with Ken, who we've talked about, uh, who comes into the shop, and we played a game of Commander when Luke was in the shop recently. I played with my Prosper deck. I don't have to say much because I've you know about what the deck is. We've talked about it. And uh, what did you play with? I had my Kaikar one. Who uh all the sorceries and instants and non-creature spells? Yeah, so yeah, and uh, Ken played with his. Uh, and I, this is the the best part is you know being prepared. And I'm sure it uh, went away from the picture I was looking at. I had Ken's commander. He played with the uh, precon from uh, uh, Forgotten Realms with the blue and black. Uh, here he is. Will help the rock cleaver. Whenever another zombie you control dies, if it if it didn't have decayed, create a two-two black zombie creature token with decayed. And then I know he had a creature he was able he kept attacking us with that if he uh, dealt combat damage he could draw a card I believe. Yeah, well I played him actually before you played and I did like I think I had two board wipes and he just kept uh, creating those zombies so and I ended up getting overrun by zombies but it was a pretty valiant effort on my part. <laughs> oh see I didn't even see. It. The, the first game. Uh, but yeah, the second game, we didn't finish. I mean, I guess it, I think that one would have came down to you and I because either of us could have took him out. I think I, I kind of had a little bit of control after a bit there. I was able to do a couple different board wipes. Or you blocked one of them where I uh, I was able to kill six target creatures and we had that all done and then you, you were able to counter. Yeah, <laughs> you countered that. Had my rebuttal uh, counter spell. Yep, but then I was able to, I had another one just waiting in the wings uh, to do the same thing and then I was able to kind of keep using my uh exile i had that card again where i was able to exile the top seven cards and add 10 mana of any one color and you know to cast those spells and uh so this deck is starting to move uh it's starting to be a, a little bit better but we didn't finish that game uh because we had uh, the store there's people in the store uh so we just didn't have time ken had to go that's what it was too uh, ken yeah. had to leave so but uh i'm just gonna take the win um because you know, I think that's about all I played. I was trying to, like I was just telling Luke, I need to be a better record keeper, but I think that's the only games I played between the last uh, last time we talked. How about you? Yeah, I went up uh, last this last Friday, so a couple days ago, and we played, uh, I played some Commander. I actually used, we got quite a few games in, so I used one of each of my four Commander decks. So it's I have a, a off. Tesa Karloff, I think it is, where she gives the creatures that die the the death triggers it doubles. So just a lot of like uh graveyard recursion and uh death triggers. So and then it basically pump out a bunch of one one spirit tokens. That seems so different from your normal deck. Death triggers, and you're usually angels well, it's and black and white, and so paladins and I guess yeah, you have the white, but still I you using black is swamps. I don't yeah then i played my rafika the many deck which is pretty funny just it's a tron deck so you just build up one creature and 
smash him in the face a bunch of times. I've played, um, I know we talked about that. You and I playing once. Uh, you you uh, just destroyed me with like an eighteen eighteen flyer. Yeah, and then I had have the equipment deck with uh, Akiri, so that's just another Tron deck. So I'm trying to think of my fourth one now. Maybe it's only three. I don't know. So do, I must already fair. said four. So I have Kaikar, Tesa. Oh yeah, and then Rafika the many, and then Akiri. So yeah, that's four of them. But anyways, and any any uh, good stories from those matchups, or how did you fare? So I played against a a sacrifice deck with the uh, it's the dragon from uh, Throne of Eldraine, where when he comes into play, you have to or comes into the battlefield, you have to sacrifice a permanent, and then he gets every time he attacks, you have to sacrifice a permanent. And then he gets a plus one counter every time you sacrifice a permanent and you get a draw card. So basically that deck wants to get a bunch of treasure tokens uh, and then all the bloodline. I think they're bloodline tokens out out of Crimson Vow now is a new token. Blood tokens, so, I think they're just called. I haven't used them, but uh, if yeah. you tap it and pay one, you can uh, draw a card and then discard a card yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't remember. We should probably know this again, but... I haven't opened... I have them uh, in the store, but as we had talked about, they were such... Uh, they were kind of tough to get, especially the set boosters, so I haven't opened any for the store. <laughs> I like your mug. Luke is, uh, has a mug that says, What the Elf? And I, I chuckled. It's full you. Christmas spirit here at our house, so... <laughs> Nice. nice. Got my Christmas mug out. Uh, besides uh, that, on my end, I, I, you know, not that I'll be able to play with it, but hopefully uh, this weekend we're going to be doing another recording. Which I say that this is a Monday, which it's uh, negative was negative six this morning at about thirty mile an hour winds uh, here in lovely uh, central Minnesota, and we had snow, so it's blowing and icy. Anyways. Uh, so I'm going to head to Luke, uh, Luke's on Saturday, so just in about five days here. And I hope to have, I saw it shipped, uh, some Gurok. So I ordered, it's going to be for a Gurok the Cursed Huntsman deck. So Gurok the Cursed Huntsman, it's four, and then a Swamp and a Forest. Uh, it's Planeswalker. Uh, for zero, I can create a 2-2 black and green wolf creature tokens with when this creature dies. Put a loyalty counter on each Gurok you control. I can take three loyalty counters off to destroy target creature and draw a card. Or uh, for six, you can get an emblem with creatures you control, get three, three, and have trample. So his ultimate is pretty much game over. Like you get that emblem in that deck. It's, you know, all your creatures are instantly huge. Yes. So and they're already mostly huge. I've got a handful in my hand that I've already been pulling out of my, my stuff, including one out of the, one out of the, uh, shelf that was on the you know the more high end i don't know how much worse but beastmaster ascension it's two and then one green and it's an enchantment whenever a creature you control attacks i get to put in a, a quest counter on beastmaster ascension as long as beastmaster ascension has seven or more quest counters on it creatures you control get five five so uh yeah that's from is that from one of the earlier zendikar yeah sets i think yep so yeah i got that one i think i'm gonna put in this deck but uh then i also along with the cursed huntsman i ordered on uh, TCG player, I ordered Gurok uh, Apex Predator, Gurok Collar of Beasts, Gurok Primal Hunter, Gurok Relentless, and Gurok Wild Speaker. So I'll have six of those uh, Planeswalkers. So you can imagine his, uh, you know, ability to uh, uh, where was the first one? The 
when this creature dies, put a loyalty counter on each Gurak you control. I mean, the, the plan is to, you know, have many of those and, you know, a couple of my little 2-2 uh, wolf beasts, or maybe 5-5 five, five at that point or whatever, dies, all those guys get a, a loyalty counter, so that'll be kind of fun. Yeah, that, uh, so who, who is going to be your uh, command? That'll be a commander deck, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to do the Cursed Huntsman. The, yeah, the first so one, you can yeah. have black and green in it. Yep, yep, black and green. So, anyways, they shipped, uh, so I hope to be able to talk about that as long as you and I uh, get a couple games in on this Saturday. Yeah, I told AJ and Tyler to swing out too, so we'll see if they end up making it. Nice. Um, Maybe they'll be on the, the podcast, because... I guess I could mention that. Uh, well, we'll talk about that when we get into comics, but we'll probably forget that I did give them a, a stack of comics, recommended some, you know, gave them some options when they were at the store, and so they've got a, a few different ones that they'll be able to talk about hopefully on Saturday. If, if you, yeah, AJ said he read his, so I, I didn't talk to Tyler. I forgot to ask him if he read his. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, any more games that you played? Otherwise, our last magic item will transition into comics. So, anything else on your... Oh, no, I've taken that back as I say this, because we had mentioned this last time. Uh, just to briefly, we're going to go over the upcoming sets. You know, we don't always know a lot about them, but, you know, I was able to... Uh, I'm on cardgamebase.com is where I'm uh, getting this information from to give them some credit. And it's got the upcoming Magic the Gathering sets of 2022. So we briefly mentioned it. So I think what I'll do, because they're very short, because we don't know a ton of info, I'll just read the little brief overview on, you know, what, what these are, and then give our thoughts on each one, at least what we can. So, first one is uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. So, you know, Luke and I, we talked about this, I think last time, and also briefly in between, but, uh, so it says obviously returning to Kamigawa, so we were there before, and it's 2,000 years later from the previous set that was in uh Kamigawa, and uh, but it says there's going to be some uh, familiar faces and some callbacks. And uh, just quickly, I just was curious, so you know, I wanted to look at uh, see if I could find any more information about it. It said it's uh, it's about uh, uh, ninjas and samurais, but now they're carrying a cyberpunk aesthetic. And uh, it also mentioned, I just told Luke this, there was a planeswalker, oh, Kaito, a new planeswalker, Kaito, who's a cyber ninja. So Luke, I think you said you don't have much uh, to say about the old set, but thoughts on Cyber Ninjas and Samurais? Yeah, I, I never, I wasn't playing Magic at the time. Uh, the first Kawigawa, Kawigawa, how do you say it again? See, <laughs> I don't even know, Kamigawa. Kamigawa, yeah, I knew there was another letter in there. But yeah, I, I wasn't playing at the time it came out, so I wasn't too familiar, but I know there's like, I think, is it Ninjutsu? Yeah. Is one of the, I think I remember the abilities. That. Yeah, I don't know. Is this the one or is that the other one coming up? Streets of Capenna. That's coming up. But I yeah. think there's like guns in them and stuff, which yep. there's been minimal like, you know, actual guns in magic over the years. So I don't know. Yeah. So I, I mean, my two cents on the, the first one, the Kamigawa, I mean, I mean, we'll see. They always have the awesome stuff and the art's always awesome. So who knows? I'll probably have a ninja or a samurai deck by the time. Probably ninja. I don't, I don't know. Samurai's them not as much uh, into but the i don't know i guess it seems that each of these sets is so hyper focused or you know so focused on you know you better like werewolves so you better like vampires or spirits or you better like for midnight hunt yeah yeah or ninjas and samurais like uh they seem so focused on uh those things and you know so I, I don't know i 
we'll see. Um, I mean, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll, they've uh, kind of done that over the years. Like with Amonkhet, they were in like you know ancient Egypt, and then the the dinosaur one, Ixalan. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's like dinosaurs in there, which I remember seeing when dinosaurs first came came in. I wasn't actually playing then either, but you know, once I started playing again, I was like, there's dinosaurs in yeah. Magic now and gods and yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, the funny thing is, is they know we're still going to buy it. So, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so the, the next one Luke already mentioned is the streets of, uh, Kapina, uh, new Kapina, yeah. streets of, yep, streets of new Kapina. I was on, I have a couple things up. So new Kapina is a fantasy noir. There are five families each centered in three colors and it says each fa- family has its own mechanic and different species appear in different families. Angels build the city of Kapina, but during our visit, it's already run by demon crime families. The plane also has a special meaning to Elspeth. So that one to me sounds more interesting. I mean, I think I'm just, you know, the unusually black, uh, you know, the black and green or that. So when I saw demon there and the different families, that one interests me a little bit more, I think. Uh, yeah, that must be like the gangster one. It looks like there's gonna be yep, like it says it gang is, families and yep. inspired by modern urban gangster movies focusing on gangs and organized crimes. And this is a Q2 2022. Uh, so yeah, that's coming out pretty soon. I can't remember when uh, the Kawigawa come up. Ka- I, I can never <laughs> say it. Kamigawa. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Maybe there's something else. But anyways, Kamigawa. I think that must come out in. The big Q1 of 2022, so right. coming up soon. It says also that uh, city is important to the planeswalker Elspeth Hyrule. I don't know if you're. So yeah, she's the night planeswalker. I can't remember when she first came out as a you know like the planeswalker card, but it's a pretty good one. It says uh, is a warrior who thinks all should be free, tormented by memories of her past, the time spent in servitude to the Phyrexians. So. Anyways, so that's uh, that's uh, next in line. After that, we have Dominaria. So that's a name, uh, Dominaria United. So another return to a popular old school magic plane is what it says. It was the magic's plane at the beginning of the game. So it's uh, the 30th anniversary. So it's saying it makes sense that uh, they're celebrating it with uh, returning to Dominaria. Yeah, we'll see if like Gerard comes back and the Weatherlight stuff because that was good. I mean, stories. you read all those old books; those were yeah. it's good storyline. Yeah, yeah, I actually still have those or gave them to you, but those I remember reading all those and yeah, so I, I would look forward to that one as well. And then uh, the last one, there's it talks about the Brothers' War. Uh, so two brothers are apparently fighting a war. It says who? Well, no other than Urza and Mishra from uh magic's past so again these are some more that i think for you and i will be bringing us back to you know when we played you know in our earlier years uh yeah and it says in this one too like they're gonna bring back some of the underrepresented uh tribes from early magic oh yep i see that here yep so you know i I don't know if that's gonna be like the who is it the via shano yeah those reptile ones there's the who are the red like berserker warriors what were they called yeah the Keldon. Uh, yep yep and then the what's the white characters close to Keldon, but the core i forget what they're called huh the core yeah, the core no they were in play. zendikar oh, okay but uh anyways yeah i'm curious what uh what tribes they'll bring back but yeah so those are blast of the past i i like those better 
than, than the first ninjas two. and werewolves and vampires, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the classic magic characters. And then the last thing I'll just mention is, uh, and we've talked about this briefly, Universes Beyond. So first one that I think I've talked about in the past that I'm super excited about is the Warhammer 40k. And it says there's going to be four different commander decks for that set. So I definitely want to try those. Probably it'll be the same time I actually try Warhammer 40k, but I'm really interested in the lore. But then I have my set, I think, from last Christmas that is still in the box, but I will paint someday. So those, uh, so that's uh, Warhammer. Then Lord of the Rings, Tales of the Middle Earth. Thoughts on that one might be more in your realm, Luke? Yeah, uh, they said it's going to be modern legal, and then it'll also be on Arena, too. So I'll probably uh, get it on Arena before I, you know, buy the cards. But... And I can't remember if they're going to be new cards, kind of like they did with The Walking Dead, where they out like they were actual new cards, or if they'll do like the Godzilla uh, Ikoria crossover, where they took existing cards from the set and then just named them different but kept the same abilities. Yeah. Because I thought I saw like Gandalf as uh, Tulane, one of the wizards from uh, a set earlier, but. Well, that. So that, I think that was just like a whatever a fan art thing, but. That could make sense, though, because, like, with this newest set uh, with the vampires, you know, they had Dracula, but then it had the name of the card under, you know, and... Yeah. So just uh, to throw shout-outs to the actual characters, so I could see that. The other... I don't know what to think, I just... This is actually the first. I didn't read all the way down this even prior, so I'm just seeing that the next one is uh, Fortnite Secret Lair. So that completely lost me, but I could see maybe that be, you know, like, for example, Wyatt you know, would be interested in that and getting kids to play, but I don't know, Fortnite. Well, AJ and Tyler like it too, so maybe that, that will be their foyer into, uh, into Magic the Gathering. I'll get them a pack, some cards from the Fortnite set. Uh, then the last one is, uh, let's see, S Street Fighter. Again, I, I don't know. I like Street Fighter, but I don't need Street Fighter and Magic. They should do, uh, Street Fighter? They should do the Van Damme movie characters from Street Fighter, remember? Oh, and then those yeah. could be the cards. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I see. Might as well throw fun sets in it again. They know where people are going to end up buying them. So, but uh, yeah. So, anyways, there's some cool ones. My favorites are the ones that uh, look back at the old magic uh, storylines and lore. So, those are the ones I'm most excited about. So, let's uh, roll into comics, but more magic. So, I passed on the first two issues uh, of Magic the Gathering to Luke. So, uh, from Boom Studios, correct? I don't have them in front of me. I yeah, it's Boom yeah. Boom Studios did it. And this is their uh, second attempt at a uh, comic book series. I don't remember how many the first run had, but they did it back in the 90s. Uh, they tried to make a comic book. And maybe there was another one in between there. I don't remember. But yeah, issue one just kind of starts off with what the multiverse is and the different planes. And, and then it goes into following the three play or uh the guilds guild masters of three different guilds and, and ravnica yeah so it was that rail zarek i forget how to pronounce his name yeah well so then uh yeah so the three guild masters were uh yeah i'm gonna go with rail zarek and then veraska and kaya and the, th the things i thought is uh so talking about those guilds man i think they said there was eight guilds correct so this is really yeah. just focusing in right now on those three, and some assassins are coming after them. And then we see Jace. Something bad happens to Jace, where he's not doing so hot, and they have to try and figure out 
who's coming after them. My thoughts were, and I think I briefly talked about it uh, once when I first got this, just the, the art is awesome, the colors, they're very colorful, and I like how they did that, because that does fit Magic, so I did like the art. And I, I like how it's, you know, you, you know, we played Magic a long time, I think I mentioned this the first time, was uh, it really makes me like, uh, I like uh, Ral uh, in this, uh, he's just funny, he's, uh, you know, he likes his machines and uh, uses his electricity and stuff, like, so... It, I don't know, they have a good uh, banter back and forth. Uh, yeah, no, they, they all kind of, like, fight for that, like, there's just a big competition between the three of them, especially, you know, Kaya, Rail, and uh, Vraska. Yeah. You know, like, they all they all do it a certain way. Yep, I think they're, you know, yeah, I think they're the they, best. And, Kaya, yeah. Kaya and Vraska were making fun of Rail because he had a survivor. Yeah. And then yeah. They, they that's where they try to get info from, but he... He had like something planted in his head that when Jace tried to read his mind, that's what, you know, put him in his in a comatose state for a while. So, yeah, because we had their action scenes was uh, each of them dispatching of uh, these. So there's three big explosions, I guess we mentioned there's, so there's three big explosions, but then they end up finding out there was more. So each of them had an explosion, but then they said the radars in rails, you know, that they have all this technical stuff that there was others. So then we find out we'll find out more about that later. But anyways, so then all of a sudden these assassins came and they all dispatched of them. But yeah, they were making fun of Ral because he kept one alive, which he was doing it because he wanted to figure out who the heck these people were. Yeah, so they go to interrogate him and yeah, it was like almost like uh, taking a, some sort of a uh, not good at cyanide pill. Cyanide. Yeah, there you go. It's taking like a cyanide pill. Yeah, so no, anyways, it was a good first issue. And uh, you read the second issue as well, correct? Yeah, so the second issue goes into them trying to dig deeper and see, because they were trying to put the puzzle together. Like, were they trying to go after just Planeswalkers or the Guildmasters? Or were they only going after Jace and then their plan worked because Jace got into their mind? Yep. Because then in the second issue, the assassins go to the hospital where Jace is. Yeah. And uh, the other part uh, is they're they're really focusing on one of the, here it's the most prominent guilds so what were, i was uh i gave you these issues and so i was gonna look uh after so who is the they're trying to put their all their focus on uh that uh the bad guild what's their name the demir Gar- the demir demir yeah i was gonna say gold yeah they're so they're like the black and blue yeah so they're colors and they're magic. behind all this uh, initially because i think they see some of their signs and things and they're just you know known for that so they're that's who they're they're assuming it is. Uh, and they yeah. also don't show up to the meeting of the guild masters. Yeah, like yeah. they call a big meeting for everyone. And Demir does the Demir. What do they call it? The Demir. Oh, the Demir family. They don't show up. And so, so everyone's obviously like, obviously it's them. Yeah. No, so I got really hooked, uh, you know, reading the first couple issues. And uh, again, like I said, the art, I like the art. So uh, I won't say any more because I've read issue three. Uh, which I'll give to Luke this weekend. So I'll try, I'll try and read at least. Uh, I'll probably who knows. Maybe I'll read them all. But at least uh, I'll read four as well. So when we meet on Saturday, if you have time, you'll be able to uh, sometime read three and four. Maybe we can talk about that for the the next uh, episode. But I definitely am into reading these, and there's several more for us to catch up on. So yeah, I'll have to check. I don't remember if I started at four or three. I might have three. So. But yeah, another big thing that happened in the second one is, and maybe that was still the first issue, but 
those three planeswalker kaya that vraska and rail went to zendikar because they had to speak in private and they were trying to figure out you know what's going on yeah yeah and there was like that shadow shadowed figure yeah turns out it was tezzeret who is a planeswalker you know artifact artificer artificer what do they yep. call him yep. but you know he's very does a lot of artifact control and stuff yep. so he yeah they showed him at the end of issue two so it'll be fun to see what where they go with his character yeah no that's that's it's uh for you know like you mentioned they did this once before which i may have read i can't recall but this time to me it's uh so far so good and i've read issue three and it you know i'm looking forward to issue four so uh, yeah it's always nice too because i had you know well me and you both kind of had prior knowledge of just the whole me probably more than you but the whole universe that there's taking a place whereas when i read deathstroke you know, I'll be reviewing issue three on that. I don't know much of his backstory, but it's a lot nicer when you know a lot already of yeah, the characters yeah. and stuff. So I'm easier gonna, to retain the info. I'm going to let you go on to Deathstroke then, because I think you did more reading than I this time. I do have uh, one I'll talk about after, but why don't you talk about uh, Deathstroke? Yeah, besides magic, uh, I read the new Deathstroke, so it was issue three. So this is Deathstroke, Inc., and... Right on the, the front cover is uh, Deathstroke riding a unicorn in like a fairy fantasy tale land. So <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, and you know, like I said in, in our last episode, he went to Ch- Chitera, where Cheetah is, to try. Because Deathstroke and Black Canary are working for that trust organization who have seemed kind of shady from the beginning. And uh, But Deathstroke kind of wanted to turn, you know, I think he's realizing you know like am i a bad guy am i a good guy and he wants to try the good guy thing one more time so he's teaming up with black canary but in the beginning of this one they uh and i gotta let me look up her name real quick uh what oh yeah queen of fables who apparently helps bad you know villains write their own fantasy when they want to like get away or not get captured so cheetah who you know her human name was barbara of course it was she wrote she wrote her own fantasy where she's you know the queen of this cat these cat people and then they so queen of fables they captured her in the beginning of the issue and then pretty much forced her to write deathstroke into cheetah's fantasy or whatever so then he gets there and then all these cat people are happy because Cheetah has like turned bad and, you know, the power got to her. So she's like an evil ruler. And so Deathstroke has to go and take her down. But it's pretty funny, though, because like it really plays on like the fantasy just genre in general. And also like it brought in some video games. It's like all these like cat people were trying to get him to do side quests, you know, like on like fallouts and everything. Oh, yeah. Those like big role yeah. playing games. They, you got all the side quests and they're fun to do, but Deathstroke's like, no, I got one mission. I got to get in and get out. So yeah, he goes and beats crap out of a bunch of cat people and captures uh, Cheetah. But in the end, it kind of shows that trust is using black Canary and Deathstroke. Spoiler alert. Maybe I should have said that earlier, but, and then at the end of this issue, Black Canary starts to realize, like, oh, what's Deathstroke doing? Does he know more than I know about this trust, you know, corporation? So, they need to issue have four says it's going to be Black Canary versus Deathstroke. So, you know, so again, I just feel like I need a palate cleanser for those out there. So, 
I'm going to go a little bit darker, you know, instead of this fairyland that you were just in. I'm going into Something is Killing the Children, because I finished the second trade paperback. And, man, it is a uh, dark comic. I mean, it's li literally, you know, monsters killing children, and children can see them. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's, you know, and there's, they really get into why. And so there's, uh, uh, it where we ended last time, I remember it mentioning that, uh, so they're these shadow forms, uh, and they have a, a name actually, because you know they're this like uh, these these this group. This group is uh, that fights these monsters. You know they 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 know all the different kinds, and these kinds are shadow monsters, and they need to be eating in order for them to attack them or to actually take form. So uh, previously, Erica, who is the from the House of Slaughter, that's what I was missing. House of Slaughter. <laughs> they. Uh, so the House of Slaughter, you know, they have to take care of these things, and we learn a lot more about them, and that's going to lead into, I know I mentioned previously, the House of Slaughter has its own run of the series, which I think they're on to issue two already, which I have those in my pull list, uh, so I haven't got to those yet, but we learn more about the House of Slaughter, we learn more about uh, Erica, uh, and uh, so these, really skip, so these Shadow Form monsters, they need to actually be eating in order for them to take form, so they're going to use, they need to use kids as bait, and really... In the end, it's like uh, they're, what they're trying to, you know, say is it's uh, it's a horrible thing. You have to use a kid or two, but it's to save the lives of many kids, you know. So this guy has no qualms in taking these uh, two survivors, and you know they've seen stuff they shouldn't have seen, so they're going to use them as bait. Erica's not about that, so she's trying to keep them safe. Um, but uh, yeah, they're at the school where they're actually having to show, you know, the bodies of these kids. People are claiming them. Well, what that's doing is, uh, I think I also mentioned at one of the pre the previous issues, we found out that these are babies and there's multiple of them. So uh, having all these bodies there, including, uh, you know, some of the survivors, all these uh, shadow forms are uh, forming outside of this school. And one of the one of the people sees them because uh, one of the guys in an earlier issue, uh, she had to uh, stick him with this stuff so an adult could actually see these things because he was trying to attack them and she said here see what I see so he could see the monster and they could save themselves so now he sees one and goes out into the woods and anyways more kids are dying uh, and they're at this school and to uh, to save them it kind of ends where one person has to sacrifice themselves to uh, get everybody else to safety and that's kind of where it ends so it leaves with a huge cliffhanger but the main things I'll uh, mention, I was trying to go around spoilers, is just that. We learned more about the House of Slaughter, and uh, now they're down to the point of, now they're trying to save more kids and uh, figure out a way to do it. Because as these things uh, kill and feast, they get hungrier and hungrier, and if they don't have food, which is children, you know, it turns into like a frenzy and they'll start killing everyone. So, yeah, it is a, uh, my, I was going to say it is, uh, if you like horror I've never read a comic book where you, it actually elicits the, uh, you know, horror feelings of a, a good horror movie. Because it is like a, and it's like uncomfortable because, you know, it's monsters killing children, which is, you know, what people, you know, that's what kids think. And it's turning that into like real life because the adults in it, like they don't want to believe it. The cops at one point, he's like, he finally starts asking like. You know, he first says aliens, you know, tell me about these aliens because he finally believes it because the kids, the survivors are like, it's monsters. You know, they don't know what else to say. It's monsters. But they're like, they're just kids. They're saying it's monsters. Somebody actually gets arrested because they're trying to save these kids getting slaughtered by these things out in the woods. 
and he gets caught, you know, he's holding one of the bloody kids and they arrest him because they assume, oh, must be this guy. You know, there's no monsters. Well, then the monsters in front of people start attacking people. Anyways, I don't want to keep saying too much more because people should read uh, Something is Killing the Children if you like horror. And, uh, it's, you know, they get pretty gory. Uh, but I, that's the end of the second trade paperback. And I'm going to be... Uh, reminds me after this, I need to put stuff on my uh, Christmas list. And uh, so I think I'm going to put the third and fourth, uh, if there is that now. Because I know it keeps going. It co so, yeah, there probably is a couple more trades at this point, at least one. So, anyways, that's the end of the second trade paperback. Something is killing the children. Would you read a horror comic book, Luke? I don't know you as a horror person. Horror like as in WHO. Wait, never mind. <laughs> no, I'm more of the more of the milk toast X-Men stuff. I'm trying to think of what like horror movies I like. I like more of like the suspense. Yeah. But more thrillers. Like maybe it could happen. Not like monstrous killing children. Like I'm like See, one of those parents exactly that's denying it. You're the problem in this comic book. Nobody believes that there's <laughs> monsters. And next thing you know See, you'll just wait. I'm a believer, so I'll be safe. Anyways. Let's go back to some milk toast. People are probably depressed if they understood yeah. what I was saying because I was kind of going in if circles. If they're still listening. And anyways, yeah, issue number five of the X-Men 2021 run. Well, it's I suppose it will go into 2022. I don't know how long it's going, but but anyways, yeah, X-Men number five. So one thing I've noticed about all like the first five issues is they kind of pick one character and focus on that character. So like remember last Last issue was the Halloween one focusing on Jean Grey. I think one or two before that was they focused on Sunfire. So then this one, they're focusing on Polaris. Who I don't know if most people probably know her from the X Factor. It's Magneto's daughter, Havoc's ex-girlfriend, I think. But uh, this issue really showed like her powers and what she can do. Because in the beginning, the Reavers, who were apparently in a... Uh, another run of X-Men a while back, but they came to attack the X-Men in New York, you know, where their new base is. And they had these tranquilizing darts that essentially left them, their mutant powers lifeless without, but it didn't affect Polaris. So she pretty much had to fight them off all by herself, which also using Wolverine. So Polaris can manipulate metal like Magneto can. So she was using Wolverine's body as like a puppet and destroying everyone. And that's a pretty powerful uh, puppet. It is. Yeah, it would be. You would think so. And I haven't even looked into the, you know, the new version of Wolverine is like because remember the original Wolverine was like they fused the adamantium to his body. Yep. So like was this new Wolverine like did she I'll have to look and see if they followed that same story or if she was born with metal bones somehow. I would, if you don't, like, you can use uh, MedMD. Oh, I check it out. See, yeah. like, adamantium fused skeletal <laughs> yeah, system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see if they got anything about it. But anyways, yeah, it shows uh, Polaris kicking butt for a while, and then it, it cuts to Ben Yurick. Remember, he's the reporter for the Daily Bugle. He's kind of, he came back, and he's, he essentially told Cyclops he's going to break the story that mutants have, you know, conquered death, because... You know, like Cyclops was the one that came back from the dead and a couple other mutants. So Ben Yurick has put the ball in Cyclops' corner. He's like, I'm going to break this, you know, one way or another. I'll give you a day to figure out what you want to do. So 
I don't know what Ben Urich's angle is. Maybe he's just a good reporter and, you know, wants people to know that the mutants can solve death and just kind of like what it means for the, this series in general. But on the cover of this, what's that? No kids got killed. No, it's (laughs) no, just the Reavers. So, but, uh, on the cover of this, it's that Dr. Stasis bad guy. That's kind of been in like a, Usually he's only in like one or two pages of each issue, and now he was didn't have much face time in this one either. So I'm just curious what his uh, character is going to be. So because much hasn't came from it yet, besides he's trying to evolve mutants again to the third stage of evolution or whatever. So yeah, that would be their goal. And then man, uh, it doesn't sound good for the rest of us. I know. Yeah, we're humans are going to be obsolete in this. Uh, yeah, so what's this darker? Fake, fake universe. What's darker, that or monsters? Because what do they? <laughs> what do you think they get, or they're going to do with the humans once they, you know, get to that level and start taking over? Maybe the monsters are the third evolutionary step. You never know. But uh, all right, anything else you read, or is it on to you know more mindless things like video games and television? Yeah, it's probably time for that, huh? Because I I played more games this time, so. Some of this I'm gonna I'm just gonna mention, but I think I wanna to to show you because you won't uh, know much to talk about or you know to give me your feedback. So the thing I've been playing the most and I've had it for a while on Steam. I mean for like a year and a half. I played it for a bit, but uh, it's called Super Mega Baseball Three, and I mean it's super. You know this is the thing I'm curious because I know you like baseball. You played baseball, uh, but. I also know you like more realism, and this is a super comic-y graphics, but it is probably by far the the most in-depth baseball game, and like what you can do, you can customize literally everything down to the team, the, the colors, the batting stance of every player, the music that they come out to, you know, like it, and it has like a, a very deep franchise mode when you're in, in charge of the franchise, and you can do by different levels, anyway, it's, I could go on and on, but it's very, so... I'm just going to say, uh, uh, I'll show you on Saturday. I've been playing. I'm currently like 7-0, and and I, I was going to move up to uh, a more a higher mode, but some of the games get down to the wire, and I just can't, you know, my main thing is scoring. My my pitchers uh, are pretty good. Uh, it's got a fun little, like, uh, mini game for, uh, well, not mini game, for pitching, you know, where you, you pick your pitch. There's like a, you know, you have your four-seam fastball, your curveball, your slider, and then you, you know, you click where you want it and then it kind of, I think, starts over in the middle and you have to get as close back to that spot you originally clicked on, you know, and that's uh, where you're going to be your level of your pitch. So it's a little, you know, game to make sure you're pitching good. And then there's like multiple different ways to uh, hit as well. Uh, you can just hit, for example, A is uh, on, on my controller I use on my computer. A is, you know, just like a contact pitch or you can hit the X button and hold it. For a power up and i just cannot get that down i'm always late or early swinging or you can use the joystick so tons of different options but anyways we'll talk more about that i just wanted to mention it super mega baseball 3 and i'll have you play a game and or maybe aj and tyler i'm curious to their thoughts i know they like sports games but i'd be curious to their thoughts on the graphics and if they would be able to get around the graphics for a very in-depth baseball game well i guess i never told you how much i used to play backyard baseball with tyler back in the day Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember Backyard Baseball, yeah. like Pablo Sanchez? And yeah. I forget some of the other characters, but me and Tyler had a good run of the, playing that for a while. So, yeah, Back maybe. when he so. was, like, probably four years old and I was probably 20. 
<laughs> but uh so yeah, yeah um i was just actually checking out the some of the graphics and it ended up being two but now i'm on three here i mean it looks pretty cool you know they got like the ginormous heads and yeah. you know over proportion bodies and stuff but looks like it could be decent yeah i'll have to, you'll have to try it i'm just uh, yeah it's really you know it has high marks you know as if you look at steam you know you can look at their ratings but uh yeah, it's all, we'll try that out uh, this weekend. How have you been playing more? Uh, was it NHL 22 you had uh, previously talked about? You just had got it last time. Yeah, I played a few online uh, games now. I think I'm 2-4 and four or 2-5, and five, so not Couple doing the hottest, but uh, yeah, we'll say <laughs> that. <laughs> no, I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I think you start at like the... 500 rating but i'm at like 485 now because you know you lose one and you get docked more than if you win it's like if you lose it's like negative eight or negative seven but if you win it's like five points so and the wild must be pretty good on that as far as but they're not like i remember one of the games i started i was playing against the penguins and they had three stars you know on their starting line the forward center and or both forwards and the center were all stars and we have one star, which is Kirill Kaprizov. So it's like, but hopefully they update it because like Hartman's been on fire. Erickson X is doing pretty good. Well, I don't know if they Brodine, would give them stars. But... and uh, Dumba, you know, you'd almost think they would be. Uh, but anyways, yeah. yeah, that's well, well, I'll actually have more of a, my thoughts, even though the, they always are so similar. It's so hard to tell between yeah. year after year. But uh, if we play a few games, I'm guessing on Saturday, we'll uh, I'll have some thoughts on that on the next episode uh well uh, hopefully if tyler and aj do come over we can uh, have an epic 2v2 me and you against them too because there definitely would be the the favorites and me and you would be the underdogs and if yeah. we could pull off a, a win that would be quite epic and maybe remember, we'll, we'll make sure to put that on our twitch account and stream it yeah i mentioned that to somebody uh in the store to ken the other day that he should check it out as well as i didn't mention this before uh luke but i want to do an off-air meeting because i want to bring a couple boxes over to open and uh, depending on the situation, if we're going to go to the Lewis Game Shop or not, you know, let me know if you want me to bring some cards for you to open as well. Yeah. So, anyways, on my end, I also, I've been playing The Sims 4. Talon's been playing it a lot. And so I used to, I played The Sims going all the way back to when Sims 1 we used to play at my house in high school, you know, 20 yeah, years that. ago. 20 it's plus actually years pretty ago. fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Sims 2... Uh, was one of the best ones, but The Sims 4, it has so many different uh, iterations, and they're actually super fun because, like, the you know, you can be a cop and go through that line of work where you actually go to work with them. Typically, you remember, they would just, the time would speed up, and you could see they would get promotions. But, you know, in this, you can actually, uh, you know, you can be a cop, and you actually go to work, and you go to crime scenes and have to take pictures and, you know, do the whole arrest process, and you can give tickets. Or you can be, I think, a doctor, Oh, uh, and one other thing, maybe even they even added another where you can go to, but anyways, uh, you can also run a business, which was my favorite back in the day. Uh, so I'm currently, um, learning how to build, uh, robots and, uh, different, uh, drones and copters, and then I'm going to have those in my store eventually. So right now I'm just, uh, uh, working as a retail. I started out as retail and I'm into customer support, into sales, I believe. And, uh, as I'm learning my crafts and then i'm gonna own my own business so yeah i've been playing sims 4. so you're playing this simulation life but it's close to your identical yeah, life yeah it's just he's probably more <laughs> successful 
You're like Dwight on The Office. He's like, my life was so fulfilling, I needed a second life. And then he got like his second, second yeah. afterlife that game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So anyways, yeah, so I've been playing The Sims 4. Uh, you, you know what game I I have? I just learned how to play because my kids are, you know, Pokemon Mania right now. So I actually got the Pokemon digital version or whatever online. I don't know what it's called, but it's just a, just a duplicate of the game, but it's digital. So... Can you use the cards for those? Because I've got like a thousand of those cards from packs that are just sitting here that you can get like additional cards on Pokemon Online. Yeah, we actually had like 10 of them. So me and my kids put those all in and got a bunch of packs. Well, but I yeah, have, we like, can. 500 I could bring over because. Sweet, bring them Saturday. All right. Uh, anyways, what else? Uh, anything else you've been playing? And I do have that. Uh, have somebody coming in to uh, interview. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, um, I just. I mean, I watched a couple episodes. I don't know. Do you got to get going now or? No, we got a few minutes. This was going right. to do the 10 minute warning. All right. 10 minute warning, people. But no, I watched. Uh, so I was sick over Thanksgiving, which was uh, kind of a bummer because I didn't get to go. Everyone went over to AJ's to for Thanksgiving. I stayed home. But uh, I watched The Wheel of Time because I actually had time to watch some shows. So, you know, the Robert Jordan fantasy book. They did the adaptations for Amazon now, and it had like a crazy budget. I don't remember how much it was, but uh, so I was actually pretty pumped to watch that because I've, well, I haven't read the books, but uh, I probably had an audible book and listened to half of it, but they're like 22 hours long, so I never <laughs> finished it. But uh, I will say it was a pretty good, I think there's going to end up being, let's see, eight episodes, and I think I watched to four because five six seven and eight hadn't come out yet so but uh for the huge budget it had it looked a little kind of i don't know lower quality than obviously like the lord of the rings and stuff but it was still pretty good for like any fantasy fans yeah. you know of those shows they'll probably and i won't spoil anything on it because uh if you haven't read the or if you read the books obviously it won't matter but if you haven't read the books might as well watch the show because it's way easier and yeah. uh that's kind of like uh, for me, and I shouldn't say it, and I have The Witcher. I have The Witcher 3, which I actually have it downloaded, and I want to start playing uh, on Steam. But uh, that's one I'm looking forward to. Have you seen it all or know anything about The Witcher? I, I saw so. the, I actually just saw the preview for that, for The Witcher. It must Is it on Netflix now, and the new season is coming yeah, out? Or? Yep. I believe so, yeah. yeah. So that's it one actually I, looked pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't know anything about the game, though. So for all I've watched has so far been Lucifer and of course my Dungeons of Drakenheim and uh, on YouTube some of the D&D &D stuff but uh, and uh, I'll mention this before I forget I did give AJ uh, some uh, uh, what's it called the essentials kit for D&D &D, so he can start prepping for uh, being the DM for a Hobby Shop Talk podcast Hobby Shop Talk podcast D&D &D campaign I just thought of that but, I forgot uh, to ask me if he opened that yet yeah I'm curious yeah, he'll have to hopefully. Anyways, so after I finished Lucifer, which I'm on like the end of season five, and I think there's a, a shorter season six, so I want to finish that up. And then uh, on my next on my list is I'm debating The Witcher, but then also uh, there's been just some other stuff. Like I have, I don't know if you've seen the Cowboy Bebop, which is the anime, and now they have a Netflix. Luke's shaking his head. Like, I just never, not... I haven't gotten into anime like the, I don't know. So I have the Cowboy Bebop, the whole series and uh i haven't watched it but now it's they have the like the re no, real life but you know with people and uh netflix uh, it looked pretty good it looked funny but 
anyways, that's all the time we got here today. So we're going to be recording in about five days here, so we'll have more to talk about. But for episode 14 of the Hobby Shop Talk podcast, this is Matt and Luke, and uh, go play some games. <laughs> <laughs>